Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Forgive and Forget's podcast. I'm Vic, and uh, today's date is... Oh, <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, 19th of April. I had to look. I'm sure everybody else is in the same boat of all the days blending together. A lot has happened since my last podcast on February 28th. For one, COVID hit. Prior to that, mom's dementia took a drastic decline. All of a sudden, the frequency of her phone calls escalated to the point where she was calling me every half hour, sometimes in the middle of the night. And I let this go on for about a week and realized that this isn't just a phase. This is now a decline and that I had to deal with it on my end so that I wasn't losing my mind. So today's podcast talks about pulling the plug on mom's phone, the emotions surrounding doing something like that and how I pulled it off without her really even knowing. I always say what works one day may not work the next or even in five minutes. And from my last podcast, I had to eat my words, which is something I do every day in the caregiving world. But we always press on. So let's get started. For the first time ever since her diagnosis, mom's confusion and angry outbursts have now become an around-the-clock occurrence. Fortunately, mom is not, nor has she ever been, combative towards anyone. She is not outwardly, out, outwardly violent at all. And I'm very, very thankful because I've heard some ooh, horror stories of people that are just tyrants. They can't even remain in a facility for very long. They are so out of control. As for mom and her phone misuse or issue, of course, I did consult the staff at her residence at the Seasons. I trust them implicitly, and they did confirm that this was not just an occasional afternoon dip in her mood, that this was happening now all the time. So I had to make the awful decision to pull the power on her phone, and... This was pretty devastating for me. I was, I knew I was not only cutting my connection to mom, but to her friends and family as well. And even though we all understood, we all knew that mom, within minutes, no longer remembered our visits or our phone calls. If I was going to get a good night's sleep again or not be disrupted every half hour, that I would have to make this awful decision, and I did. How did I handle that? Okay, so what I did was I went back over to her apartment with brand new signs and posters. Not that she could remember what the old ones were, but different ones. And the most important sign being the one that I taped to her actual phone that said, out of order. Big bold letters, out of order. Then I covertly unplugged the power to the phone. How did this work? Did it? Did it work? It did. And I knew that it would, but... It was sad that it worked. I knew that because of where mom's dementia is at, she would just look at the sign on the phone out of order and see it as something that is in current time. She would not connect the dots and have the discernment to say to herself, well, gee, 
this is day three, or this is, how long is this going to go on? This has been out of order for a while. None of that. I knew that that we were long past that. If your loved one is calling you too much, the tips I picked up at support group or classes is we have to take care of ourselves first. And if that means not answering the phone or turning off the ringer, then so be it. We don't sleep well under the best of circumstances because of our angst. Sleep is a challenge, and adding our loved one calling incessantly or calling in the middle of the night, we absolutely have to fix this on our end. And I know that that opens the door of the guilt and a whole host of other emotions that are horrific to try and handle and juggle this one being the hardest, but we are now in a reversed role. Somehow knowing that gave me permission. It validated everything that I needed to stand firm on doing something as difficult as pulling the plug on the phone or taking the car keys. That's another podcast. As for mom, I would call the seasons and and talk to the nurse or talk to the staff and say, how is mom doing really with this? And they said, fine, fine. She seems to not question the out of order. Shortly thereafter, COVID-19 hit. And I was afraid that the combination of not being able to talk to her and not be able to see her because they went on lockdown would affect her negatively. It, In truth, it, it is not. I, I know in my heart that the decline that she took in, the early, in early March is not something that she's going to pop out of. To a large degree, I am extremely grateful that she is not aware I can't visit or call. So then I retracted and decided that, well, the best I can do is write letters to mom every day. So I've been keeping that up. But it's not like she is standing by the mailbox every day waiting for my letter. It isn't like that at all. I'm sure the letters that I've written are in a pile on her couch. I know she reads them, but she doesn't see them anymore. Cleanliness went out the window and keeping things tidy went out the window many years ago. So clutter, if, she, if there are 15, 20 letters of mine on her couch, she doesn't see them anymore. I used to go by before COVID and covertly clean up or tidy up her apartment. I'd wait until she is either um, at lunch or I would call the front desk and ask if she was going to be playing bingo, watching a movie that day or even, you know, out on a drive. So that would at least give me time. If I didn't, and she was in the apartment, mom would get really weird and anxious about me cleaning up anything. She wouldn't let me throw anything away. So poo on that. I cleaned up uh, the clutter when she just wasn't there. Thing is, I know that Not only does she not see the clutter everywhere, she doesn't doesn't even notice the tidy apartment either. Not noticing clutter or an untidy living space is a symptom of dementia. And for somebody like my mom, who was always very clean and kept a clean and tidy house, was a bit sad or even traumatic for me. I was shocked at what she wasn't seeing or uh, smelling 
anymore. Lack of smell and taste, by the way, is also part of dementia, as is their gait. Uh, They go from walking fine to shuffling and tripping a lot. Anyway, I would see rotting food in the fridge or food spoiled that was left on the counter or dust that had built up so much you could draw pictures in it. So I took this on. I would clean her house when she lived at home. Our house, we, had, we lived there for 52 years total. Or I didn't, but <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> um, I would try in the early days to schedule house cleaners. But for one reason or another, that plan got blown to bits. So I would have to do it myself in all my spare time. And I would just enlist her friends to take her to lunch or take her for a drive or something, go shopping, um, so I could get in there and covertly clean. I did this because if I started to clean with her present, I, you know, pull out the vacuum or start dusting, she would get so defensive And her pride would get angry and say, I can do that. And because I didn't know how to better handle something or pivot around it, I would bark back and say, yeah, but you don't, mom, so I'll do it. Yeah, what a martyr, right? So it was just better if I cleaned without her knowing. What was also neglected was her office. She was not keeping up on bill paying. And that is another indicator of dementia, which I covertly took over as well. She had the same reaction, that same defensive reaction of, I can do that, um, when clearly she could not. So I pull everything, all the mail, and hide it and take it with me and leave her with a very clean and tidy office so that when she looked at it, she thought there was nothing to do. And that was just fine. But anyway, that's another podcast. We just have so much to talk about. In closing, this latest decline and consequence of pulling the phone feels like another step down the staircase. It feels like I bury bits and pieces of mom's and my relationship. And I have been digging and throwing dirt on its coffin and saying goodbye for the past 12 years. As I said earlier, disconnecting the phone fortunately did not affect mom the way it affected me. She is not aware we have not spoken since I pulled the plug on the phone, nor is she aware I have not been able to visit. She's barely aware how COVID has turned everyone's life upside down. I am very grateful that mom's latest decline does not extend to her knowing how gut-wrenching this is for me. If this were a year ago, oh, oh man, but she doesn't know. And I'm also grateful that she has no retention of her own emotional suffering at this point. I keep reminding myself that my journey with mom's dementia is out of my hands. I'm reminded to put it in God's hands. I'm reminded that mom's dementia is mom's process Her dementia is about her, not me. My job is to love her and to be sure she is safe and provided for. If I get in the way of that, it will not serve either one of us. I have my own process to pay attention to. It feels like I'm following the wisdom of the serenity prayer. To accept the things I cannot change, 
the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Take care of yourselves, be kind, be safe, and I will walk with you very soon. Bye now.